It is indeed the Glenn Beck program. Jeff Katz in today for Glenn. Guess what? Donald Trump is 0-2. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's Nancy Pelosi. We'll chat about it in 60 seconds. Jeff Katz in for Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck program. The Glenn Beck program. All right, it is Jeff Katz in today for Glenn. It is fascinating how all of the global warming is impacting all of us. You know, it's uh, it's one of those weird things. Uh, here in the Commonwealth of Virginia, I'm right here in central Virginia, uh, we have had snow, we have had ice, we have had power outages. And I know the last time I chatted with Glenn, Glenn was telling me about how wonderful Texas was. It was perfect. Uh, apparently, they got some of the same weather. And uh, well, anyway, what can I tell you? So, uh, Glenn is out of commission, sort of, kind of, with some technical difficulties. But I'm so happy to uh, to be able to help out a little bit. Uh, we should talk for a couple of moments about what happened in Washington D.C. over the last couple of days. It was a sham and a scam, and it was painful to watch. I don't know anybody who was happy with the activities we saw on January the 6th. In fact, uh, let me go on record as saying that everybody I know looked at what happened on January the 6th and said, that's not America. That's not what we do. We don't storm buildings. We don't take over the House of Representatives or the United States Senate. That's just not what we do. That's not what Americans do. What we as Americans do is contest and, and compete in, in the strongest possible ways at election time. That's what we do. We, we, we look at the possibilities we look at the vision we we look at the hopes and and the dreams that we all have and we say okay what is the best way for us to do all of this stuff i mean that's really what it's all about isn't it at the at the end of the day we are all hoping against hope praying that that the right things happen now, in some cases, the right things don't happen, or at least we don't think they're the right things, right? We, we think to ourselves, it, it should have gone this way, it, it, it should have gone that way, and, and it, it just didn't. For whatever reason, it just didn't. So you tell me, what do we do? What do we do? I'll tell you what we do. What we do is say, work harder. What we do is we say, maybe we didn't do it right the last time. Maybe, just maybe, we need to change our approach. Maybe, just maybe, we need to do something a little bit different. And maybe, just maybe we we make it work at that point but 
what we don't do is storm the building, right? So we're all in agreement on that. Now, that being said, that being said, what happened over these last couple of days with the the latest impeachment circus, and gosh, that's what it was, a scam and a sham of epic proportion, just, just a ridiculous, ridiculous performance art exhibition was also inexcusable. It was just outrageous. It was one of those things that, as an American, you look at and say, I thought we had other stuff to do. Now, I understand if you are Nancy Pelosi. You don't really have anything else to do. That if you are, in fact, Nancy Pelosi, what you're really trying to do on a, on a regular basis is hold on to your power. Hold on as best you can to this, this power that you have accumulated over decades in Washington, D.C., You are trying as best you can to stay in control, frankly, of your own own party in the House of Representatives because as as extreme and as left-wing, bat-crap crazy as most of us think you are, the folks in your own caucus look at you and say, wait a minute. She is not nearly crazy enough for us. She is not nearly left-wing enough for us. Now go ahead, let let that sink in just, just a little bit. Let us just try and figure out how it is possible. It is possible. that we don't quite understand. (laughs) We we look at this, and I'm, I'm telling you, we look at it and think to ourselves, hold on a second here. Just hold on a second. We, 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 we want it to be even further outside the, the boundaries And apparently the answer was yes. Just so we are clear, apparently the answer was yes. Because what happened was that these House managers went to the Senate and said, we're sure this guy is bad. And you know what's funny? There are a lot of people up there saying, oh, yeah, 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 we agree with you. Totally bad. Totally bad. Bad guy, bad guy, bad guy. And then they said, and, and because we don't like him, and there were people going, oh, yeah, we, we don't like him either. Oh, you're so right. You're so completely right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bad guy, bad guy. We don't like him. We don't like him. We don't like him. But that's not enough, is it? No, I mean, it really isn't. That's simply not enough. It's not enough to convict anybody of a crime. It's not enough to punish anyone for 
well, I don't even know what it is that we're trying to punish them for. Do you know what we were trying to punish Donald Trump for? Because I can't figure that one out, gang. Were we trying to punish him for leading a revolt? Because he didn't lead a revolt, so far as I can tell. I mean, four years ago, he led a revolt. But this wasn't the revolt, was it? He gave a speech. And he gave a speech that inspired his supporters, inspired many people for sure. But the question was, did it incite them? Did it in any way convince his supporters who attended that speech in Washington, D.C.? Did it incite them to commit an act of violence? That's the question. That's what the question has always been. And the determination here seems to be no. That should be the end of it, right? At this point, it would seem to me most people say, all right, now we move on to something else. Former President Trump gets to move on to the rest of his life. Now, I can't tell you what the rest of his life will involve. It might very well involve more political activity. It might very well involve less political activity. It might involve absolutely, positively no political activity. But whatever it is, that's his choice, as it ought to be. Then my question to you becomes... What about the rest of these folks? What about the rest of the folks who are involved in this little piece of performance art? Now, I know right about now, everybody is looking at Mitch McConnell and saying, hold on a second now, you want it both ways, right? Just so we're clear, you want it both ways. You want to stand up and say, Trump is a bad guy who did bad things, And you also want to say, but he didn't really do anything that we can deal with. But, yeah, there's another but coming, isn't there? But some other folks might might be in line to go after him. Well, you've got all your bases covered then, don't you? You're in favor of him and you're opposed to him. You support him and you're a detractor. You like him, you dislike him. You're a floor wax, you're a dessert topping, whatever it is. You've got all of your bases covered at that point. You cannot possibly, possibly go wrong at that point. So now what do you do? (laughs) And, And that, quite frankly, is where I am right now. I don't honestly know what is next. I don't honestly know who or what we deal with next. Maybe you do. 
maybe you have actually figured this all out. Because if you have, then I will be eternally grateful to you if you'll explain it to me. Because frankly, I don't know. I really don't. I cannot, for the life of me, figure out what happens next. We'll talk a little bit about it. The reason we've got to talk about it again is we can't move on, can we? The folks who were who were the so-called house managers, and again, remember that they're prosecutors, right? If you went into a courtroom in the same way they did, you would have been laughed out of that courtroom almost immediately. If a judge would have been hearing that case, I mean, a real honest-to-goodness judge. In fact, in fact, had this been a real case, it never would have gotten to the, quote, jury. Remember now, you had half of the jury members standing up ahead of time and saying, he's guilty. That's (laughs) thankfully not the way it works inside of our criminal justice system. That's not the way it works. You can't seat people on a jury when they march into it saying, uh, yes, we have already determined that the man or woman who's going to stand beside us, in front of us, on trial, is guilty. We don't let that happen. But that's what happened here. 50% of the jury had already determined and, in fact, announced publicly, yes, he's guilty, he's guilty, he's all sin. And then for the House manager to say, oh, by the way, one more thing. (laughs) Excuse us, Your Honor. Uh, One more thing. Since our case is failing so miserably, since we didn't actually do what we were supposed to do in preparing for this case, uh, would it be okay with you if we changed everything? Would it be okay with you if, if we now decided that we want to call witnesses? Oh, I know, I know we, did, we, we didn't have any plan to call witnesses before, but we didn't really think that we would need witnesses. But now that it's just not going our way, we're going to need witnesses. Oh, okay. Well, now what do you do? That's the other question. I'll tell you what you do. You fold your tent and you go back to Sarasota, or at least that's what used to happen with the circus. The circus would fold up the tents, the circus folks would get back on the trains, and they would go back to Sarasota because that was home base for the circus when the circus was not on the road. But if you are a swamp dweller, a D.C. person, I guess you, you probably go back to Bethesda, maybe Fairfax or Reston. But it is time to put this whole circus to rest, isn't it? That would be my sense. All right, look, we're going to talk about it to be sure. I can uh, let you know that uh, Glenn is fine. I know folks are going, hey, wait a minute now. Where's Glenn, Jeff? Where's Glenn? Uh, We've got bizarre weather all over the place, it seems, right? 
we've got all sorts of things going on. And uh, Glenn is dealing with some, uh, some power issues, just the way it is for a lot of us. Uh, we were very fortunate, blessed, I would dare say, here in my neck of the woods. We lost some trees in my yard, but no power, which is pretty cool. All right, I'm going to remind you, it is 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. Uh, if you want to send me an email, love to have you do it. You just visit the uh, the website, actually, my website, thejeffcatshow.com, thejeffcatshow.com. Most important websites for you remain glenbeck.com and theblaze.com. It is Jeff Katz in for Glenn today. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Jeff Katz in for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. A couple of things that uh, you and I need to think about. We're going to have to think about these things seriously. And I've I've mentioned a little bit about this, about the circus. It's the only way that I can describe it. And I want to be as nice as possible. I want to be as uh, polite as possible. And so that's the way I will describe what we just saw take place in D.C., it was a circus, but there are other things that you and I need to be aware of. Hopefully, those things are wrapping up. Can I ask you to turn your attention for a moment to Minneapolis? Remember, Minneapolis was the big story for a while, right? George Floyd, you remember that? George Floyd was the victim of an absolutely brutal attack. And it happened at the hands of a couple of police officers, Minneapolis police officers. And you remember one of those police officers was kneeling on George Floyd's neck for what, eight, nine, ten minutes? It seemed like an eternity. If you would have told me it was an hour, as I watched the video, I I probably would have agreed with you. I mean, I lost all sense of time with that. I just couldn't couldn't make heads or tails of it. I got trying to figure out what's going on and why are you doing this? Well, the response from that on the local level in Minneapolis was to say that every police officer in Minneapolis was a bad person. The Minneapolis City Council said, we're going to get rid of the cops. We're just going to get rid of the cops. Now, this is a great story this morning on The Blaze, theblaze.com, and I'm reading it. I'm reading this story. Minneapolis City Council said, okay, two weeks after George Floyd dies in police custody, killed by a police officer, The city council in Minneapolis says, we've got the solution. We know what to do. We're going to dismantle the Minneapolis City Police Department because every one of those police officers is evil. And the only way to do with this is is we have to dismantle 
the police departments. Huh. Okay. Now, there were a lot of people on the sidelines saying, but you do understand if you dismantle the police department, that's the word you want to use, dismantle the police department, you do understand that the bad guys who already don't care about police officers, the bad guys who already do not care about decent society or your children will have a field day. And the Minneapolis City Council said, yeah, 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 whatever. Whatever. We don't really care. We don't care. We're going to do this, and we're going to do this immediately. Well, guess what happened? They tried to defund the police. Crime soars. And now they need to, quote, refund the police. We'll talk about it. It is Jeff Katz in for Glenn today. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is Jeff Katz in today for Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It is Jeff Katz today in for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. Glenn is just fine, but ah, a couple of technical glitches. There's terrible weather, as I understand it, in Texas, resulting in all sorts of uh, power outages. And so, happy to uh, be covering for Glenn this morning, doing my best anyway. Look, it's not going to be the same, obviously, but uh, I promise I will uh, give it 110%. It's interesting for me because we just came through a terrible, terrible ice storm here in central Virginia. Uh, I am uh, pleased and proud to uh, to be the afternoon host on News Radio WRBA in Central Virginia, Richmond, Virginia, and the ice is always a factor. I was reading these horrible, horrible stories, and I mean horrible stories, telling us this was going to be the worst ice storm since 1998. Now, I wasn't here in 1998, so all I could do was ask people that were here, like, oh, my God, Jeff, you don't understand. We were without power for a week. Now, I grew up in the city. You have to understand, you grow up in, in Philadelphia, in the inner city of Philadelphia. You're never without power. This is such a foreign concept. But then... This somewhat, well, I don't want to say rural, but there are swatches of where I happen to live now, beautiful Hanover County, Virginia, that are very rural. And so this is a very real thing. And it's fascinating to me to watch someone like me who's, you know, I'm a city guy through and through. I hear Glenn talking about his cattle. And I'm thinking, oh, wait a minute. I was blissfully unaware, blissfully unaware unaware that there was a step in between the cattle grazing happily on the plains and, you know, the, the, the shrink wrap and styrofoam when I got to eat the cattle. I didn't know there was something in between that step. I don't want to know about that. Well, it's a little bit like that with the weather. It's a little bit like that with power. 
I'm sitting here in my beautiful broadcast hut. My heat is on. I've, I've got my coffee maker making coffee. I've got slippers and sweatpants. You know, it is Monday, so I'm wearing my blue sweatpants. That's part of this bizarre uh, situation we all find ourselves in, right? I don't know about you. I now work 100% of the time from home, and I'm thrilled about it. I don't think I will ever, ever return to the radio factory, certainly not on a full-time basis. Oh, I'll probably go in here and there, have a meeting, but I don't really even need to do that anymore. I've got this this freestanding building, and I love it. And I'm looking out the window, and I see trees, and I see snow at this point, but there used to be grass right there. And it never occurred to me that power could be disrupted. But sure enough, plenty of folks in our area here have had their power disrupted. So I'm just the city kid. You know, I just think everything is supposed to work. You just turn the switch. Now, the reason I mention that is I think there are a lot of people like me. I think there are a lot of city kids, even for folks who are not really city kids. We, we just assume that when you push the button, something happens. You flip the switch, something happens. And it's always the right thing that happens. Right? It's not a bad thing. You push the button, something good happens. You push the button, the, 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 the power is where it's supposed to be. Or you can raise the heat, or, or you lift the faucet and the water's there. You flip the switch and the lights come on. That's just the way it's all supposed to be, right? We've gotten lazy. We've gotten complacent. And I put myself at the head of the list of we. So I'm at this now and I see in my backyard I've got a big tree that came down that wasn't hit by anything it was ice something as simple as ice now my wife is a weather addict I, I, I don't mean she likes the weather I don't mean she's a weather aficionado I mean she is a weather addict Addict. Give me, give me, give me more weather, more weather, more weather. And she grew up in New England. So the weather she is used to, snow and lots of it. So she mocks, incessantly, frankly, the snow we get here in central Virginia. Because for the most part, we get two inches, three inches, even four inches of snow. Things are shut down for a week. And she doesn't understand. She's like, just give me the keys. I'm going to the store. I said, we, there's no reason to go to the store. The store will be closed because there are four inches of snow. Oh, that's craziness. Well, might be craziness from your perspective. But... We don't own a lot of snow plows in this area. We, the, the policy, quite frankly, for snow in central Virginia is eh, it's going to melt in a day or so. Because normally we'll have a couple of inches of snow and then two days later it's 60 degrees and it's all gone. And it's a distant memory. Well, the other day we got about four inches of snow. And we actually fired up our snowblower. Oh, they said, don't move it from Massachusetts. It's been sitting 
forever. She said, you know, we haven't used the snowblower in a long time. I said, well, that's because we don't really get snow. Right. Well, we got snow. So we decided to fire up the snowblower. And um, after a few pushes of the, you know, the air button and putting a little fresh gas in there and putting a little fresh oil in there and moving the choke back and forth, son of a gun, if that thing didn't fire up... And, and then we're out front in our driveway. And it's a lovely driveway. It really is. Uh, frankly, the driveway looks better than most of the streets I grew up on in the inner city of Philadelphia. But, but there it is. So, so we fire up the snowblower. In like 10 minutes, we've got our driveway cleared. And Heidi thought, oh, we're going to be the heroes of the neighborhood. Everybody's going to want to uh, come and talk to us because we've got a snowblower. In fact, they just wanted to watch and laugh because they said, don't you know it's all going to melt in a day? Well, we don't care. We got the snowblower. So we get the snowblower. We get it all done. But then because Heidi is a weather addict, she says, Jeff, we have ice coming. Now, this is where I kind of checked out. I just, I'm not a weather addict, right? I look out the window and I go to myself, okay, uh, it's raining uh umbrella yeah that's the way that works or i look out the window go huh snow maybe i should wear something other than flip-flops yeah and i can look at the thermometer and go 36 degrees yeah i should probably wear the fleece lined sweatpants that's it but heidi says no no jeff you don't understand this this ice stuff is serious now we hadn't seen any ice stuff in years Right? I've been at News Radio WRBA in Central Virginia, in Richmond, Virginia, for eight years. I've never experienced any of this ice stuff like this. And again, I remind you, they told us, all the forecasters said, hey, it's going to be the worst ice storm, the worst ice situation since 1998. Well, again, I wasn't here in 1998, so I have no frame of reference. But Heidi, because she is the weather addict, says, oh, no, Jeff, this is serious stuff. What are we going to do? And she's running around. She's plugging in every battery pack. Everything is charged. She says, do you think we can get a generator? I said, I, I, I don't know. We might be able to get a generator, but do you know... What happens when we get a generator? She says, well, what do you mean? I said, well, how does that make things work? Can I, can I plug the coffee maker into the generator? She looks at me, I don't know. You're the guy who likes cars. I said, well, I like cars. I don't know what I'm doing with cars. Nobody would let me fix their car. They barely let me borrow their car. Well, I don't know. So it's like, well, then why are we going to go try and find the generator? By the way, closest generator that I was able to find about three hours away, ice-covered roads. I said, right, just get an extra blanket out. We'll just get an extra blanket. We'll all cuddle together. But we were blessed this weekend, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. We had neighbors in our community. We live in it, you know, it's a... It's, a neighborhood, best way to describe it. It's a neighborhood. And we've got this little Facebook page that all the neighbors stay in touch with. You know, my son is cutting lawns this summer. Anybody interested? Or uh, we've got an extra whatever. Would you like? I mean, it's really great. Or my, my son or my daughter is doing this food drive for our church. Would you, would you be interested in contributing some canned goods? 
which is, by the way, where we always get rid of, uh, like, smoked oysters. I don't know why anybody ever decided to smoke oysters. It's wrong. But tins of smoked oysters are always, always good to, to donate. Now, you have to donate something good on top of it because nobody wants the smoked oysters. Nobody. Nobody. It is, quite frankly, the same as the fruitcake at Christmas. But Heidi kept telling me, Jeff, this is serious stuff. And sure enough, we had people not a, not a half mile, three quarters of a mile down the road that lost power. So we were blessed this weekend. Now, let me circle back to where this all started. I know you're thinking, Jeff, this is completely and totally disjointed, and it is. Except, here's how it ties together. What did I start with? I said, I'm wearing my blue sweatpants because it's Monday. Because that's, that's how I know what day of the week it is now. It's pathetic, right? But that's how I know what day of the week it is. It's the new blue sweatpants on Monday. Because everything now happens here. And I want it not to be the case. Now, I don't ever want to go back to the office. I will be brutally honest about that. I have no interest whatsoever, and I don't plan to. But for my kids... My kids need to be back at school. My kids need to be back in the real world. My oldest boy is a sophomore at Stanford. Amazing accomplishment. I mean, he's wicked smart, as we would say in in Boston. Wicked smart. So smart. In fact, he was the smartest guy ever to go to Stanford, and then he got smarter. Just ask him. His old man doesn't know anything. Just ask him that as well. But he needs to be back amongst his, his own people out there at Stanford. He, he shouldn't be here in our home. I mean, this will always be his home, but it shouldn't be his house. He should be on campus, in class, hanging out with other crazy smart people. And... My little guy, my little guy's a sophomore at high school, but this house was brand new to him. We had only been in this house, in this community, for about two, maybe three months when the whole zombie apocalypse hit. So he doesn't have any friends here. And now, for the last year, he too has been in sweatpants every day, sitting in front of a laptop in his room, not really learning. And I feel terrible for him. And then my, my middle child, my little Julia. Julia is severely disabled. Julia needs to be back in the classroom with those special ed teachers and those therapists, physical therapists and speech therapists and occupational therapists. It does Julia absolutely no good to sit in front of a laptop for a half an hour with my wife. We've got to return to the real world. And that's going to demand some honesty. It's Jeff Katz in today for Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is Jeff Katz in today for Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It is a fascinating day, as every day is, right? Because every day now for each of us is so different than the day before. You know, yesterday was 
was, um, all right, wait a minute, blue sweatpants. No, yesterday must have been Sunday, unless it was a holiday, in which case it could be. Well, it was. It was Sunday. Today is Monday. Fantastic progression, Jeff. But this is the world in which we're living right now. And you and I are going to talk a little bit more about it. I don't want you to worry about Glenn. Glenn is fine. A couple of uh, little power things in Texas. So uh, happy to help out a little bit and sit in for Glenn today on the Glenn Beck program. Now, I'm just trying to give you a perspective on some of the things that are going on as we speak. We've just wrapped up this impeachment sham in D.C., And whether you thought Donald Trump was a great president or a terrible president, if you are to be honest with yourself, this piece of performance art from San Fran Nan and Jamie Raskin and the rest of these gang, it it was a waste of time and it was silly at best. And we're looking right now at folks in Minneapolis who were sure that the problem with the Minneapolis Police Department was that there was a Minneapolis Police Department. And their solution, if you recall, about a year or so ago, was to defund the police. We will eliminate, eliminate the Minneapolis Police Departments. We will demonstrate to those mean, nasty, evil police officers, we don't support them. And what happened? Oh, what happened? Crime rose. Police officers left. Minneapolis got even more dangerous. You know what they're about to do? They're about to refund the police department in Minneapolis, bring it back, apparently, to a level where those officers can fight crime. Read more about that story right now at theblaze.com. It is Jeff Katz in for Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program.